Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing this morning? It's good, so, so good to see you. If you're joining us online, God bless you. Thank you for joining us online. I hope that God is already ministering in your life. Uh, we are really excited about some of the things that are happening at Faith Co. Church. I want to say that this is a very, very special season. I'm just going to dive into what I'm going to be talking about now because I got a lot to cover today. I'm going to dive into it with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for bringing us here today. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to learn about what it is to be generous. And Lord, how you have been so generous in our lives. Speak to us today by your spirit, through your word, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, this is the season. Uh, Tis the season. This is a very, very, this is one of my favorite times of the year. I love all the, you know, I love all the shopping I mean, I don't know about you, but I love the Black Friday shopping, don't you? I mean, some of you, some of you enjoy the shopping online. I like going out. I like being a, uh, I like causing chaos. In the sh- Even if I don't need a $5 blanket, I want to get in there and fight for one. You know what I'm saying? I like being a part of all that. It's, it's fun. So, uh, you know, I just, I just like all the, I like all the good deals. It's kind of like when you get, when you go shopping this time of year, it's like one for them and one for me. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just love this time of year. I love the, the, the giving side of it. I like, you know, I like, I I just love, love Christmas. I want to say something quickly. I want to thank you for your generous response to Love Gives. Whatever you've done, however you've given, what, whatever you're doing, I want to thank you for that. It, uh, yesterday, I found out on Friday that we had to pick up a couple hundred bikes. They called me and said, these bikes are ready. So I scrambled, and in 24 hours, I let people know. And everybody that brought a truck and a trailer, thank you so much. Uh, I got all the way up there, uh, and, and I, you know, I had my, we had our trucks and trailers. I got all the way up there, and it dawned on me you got to pay for 225 bikes. And I, for, I had to drive all the way back here. And when, you know, it happened again. The time that it came to work, I was gone. <laughs> I had to unload my trailer and zip back to the church. And by the time I got back up there, all the bikes were loaded. So <laughs> good job, Travis. You know, you planned this, didn't you? But anyway, everybody that helped, everybody that has given financially, I want to thank you for that incredible, incredible response. Um, what is Love Gives? If you're joining us for the first time, what is that? It is something that we do at Faith Co. Church. We believe that God has called us to be a generous body, and it's something that we do in November and December. We've been doing it for years. Uh, every year, we put more strategy behind it, and we do try to do something else, but it's in, in November and December where we make a difference through generosity. We really focus. Now, we do things throughout the year, but, but we really focus on November and December. Uh, instead of doing monthly things, we really focus on November and December to make a huge impact through generosity. We have a goal every single year, and I don't know if I've shared this with anybody, and maybe they, they have it there. We have a goal to raise about $50,000 through November and December. We actually start about mid-October through uh, businesses, through Faith Code Church. Faith Code Church gives about 80% of what we raise towards Bikes for Kids, but we want to raise about $50,000 through uh, for our world missions, uh, for our Hope House uh, Orphan Care in Malawi, Africa. We want to be a blessing to them, to the kids that we sponsor. Um, by the way, we had a family that decided, we already sponsored nine uh, kids there. We had a family in our church uh, that decided to sponsor 10 kids by themselves. Isn't that awesome? 
So yeah, that's a huge, huge blessing. So, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to talk more about this here in just a second. Uh, we have uh, missionaries that we support in El Salvador, Mexico, Spain, and Cambodia. And every single year about this time, we send them an offering. And we bless them. We bless their ministry. And, of course, Bikes for Kids. That, that is something that we're known for in the community. That's something that we actually have plans over the next few years to do something. Uh, and we are, right now, we are reaching out to over 20 schools in the area and we are uh, sending letters, and we want to be a blessing to kids that might not have a Christmas. And, and uh, I've, I had to read these letters. I'm not going to read them right now, but I had to read these letters like three or four times last night so I could read these letters without choking up, you know what I'm saying? But these are, it's just a special thing that we get to do. Look at your neighbor and say, we get to do this. This is something that we get to do. So how do we participate in Love Gives? First of all, we challenge everyone. We challenge everyone. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to do something. We can't do everything, but we can do something. I know what you guys over here are thinking. You guys right here, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I don't have any money. My parents got my money. I don't have, you, you might be sitting here thinking, well, I don't have any money. I don't have a job. I got nothing. I don't even, you guys are thinking, I don't even have a girlfriend. That's what you're thinking, you know. It's okay. We've all, we've all been there. I don't know. But here, you know what you can do? This is just an idea for people that say, you know, I don't know what I can do. Some of you guys, you can put $5 together, put a group together, and, 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 and buy a bike. You know what I'm saying? Do something. The idea is do something, right? Whatever you can do, do something. Uh, you can sponsor a bike. Hey, we're having trouble finding 24-inch bikes. We can't find them. So th that means the... the, the uh, Junior high students, we're having, we're, I mean, and the bikes that we do find are just way overpriced. If you find a 24-inch bike, you know a guy that needs one. Give me a call, okay? It's got to be a good deal, all right? But, but uh, if you find a 24-inch, or pick one up, buy one, sponsor someone. You can sponsor one of the kids in Malawi. $20 a month. You can, you can change a kid's life, right? That's, that's what we're doing. Love gives, you can give, uh, you can give just towards love gives, and we'll make sure. But here's the deal. This money that we're raising, we're giving every bit of it away. This is not the money that we use to pay the bills and, 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 and pay for salary. This is, this is, love gives is about giving it all away. So this is why we want to, uh, to, to do special uh, um, interest or give special attention to this. One person can't do everything but together, or everyone can do something, Right? Everybody can do something. We get to do this. Well, I want to talk today about how to know when God is leading us to be generous. How do we know? Is, is God leading us to give to every single thing? How do we know? Because there's a lot of different opportunities for us to give. The first, first of all, let's start with our mission. Faith Code mission is we are committed to making disciples who love God, connect with others, and reach the world. Say it one more time. Uh, love God, connect with others, and reach the world. Well, love gives is one of the ways that we reach our world. And nothing reaches the world like acts of generosity. Generosity makes a statement that speaks louder than words. Are you with me? Especially, especially if you have the ability to help somebody or to be a blessing to someone. Nothing says, I care, like giving. Nothing says, I love you, like giving. For us as followers of Christ, generosity isn't just a physical thing that we do. It is a spiritual thing. It has spiritual implications. It is a natural act 
that we get to do that produces supernatural results. How, is that, how does that happen? Because God blesses what we give. God meets the needs of people through the generosity of his people. Let me say it like this. God blesses people through generous people. God uses us to be a blessing to others. Last time we were together, last time I preached, uh, we talked about what happens when love gives. What God does as love gives through us. When we give, whatever the gift is, Jesus takes it, he blesses it, and he gives it. We talked about that a couple of weeks. He, he takes it, he blesses it, and when he blesses it, he multiplies it, and he pours it back into our lives uh, uh, exponentially, and then he blesses other people through it. And here's what we learned. God values the sacrifice of our giving over the size of our giving. So wherever you are, God can minister in your life. I don't care where you are financially, God values the sacrifice of the gift, of our gift, over the size of our giving. So there are so many opportunities for us to be generous. This past, uh, this past Tuesday was, what was it, Giving Tuesday that, that started back in 2012 so people can give online. And there's so many things. Did you read through, through some of the things that you can give to? Some people were putting their birthdays on there. You know, I've raised X amount of dollars of, of my birth. Give towards my birth. There's so many things that we have the opportunity. There's so many random things that you can be a part of. And, and uh, what we want to do, we have to ask ourselves, does, does God use us or God, does God work through our random giving? He does, but God also works through our planned giving. And, and here's, here's the thing. We want to be generous wherever the Lord leads us. But what I've discovered through Faith Co. Church in order to make a significant impact in our giving, we might have to narrow our focus to a couple, two or three areas. So here's what it looks like for Faith Co. Church, and this is what we had to decide 20 years ago when we got started, that Faith Co. Church, that, that first of all, that we are generous and we give towards the local church, and through that church, God does works in us that we support local missions and leads to world missions. Are you with me? So that doesn't mean that we don't give randomly in other areas. It's just that the, the, the significant amount of that, that we give is what those three areas that I talked about, the local church. And through that, we have local missions and also world missions. Early on, we found out that many organizations, there were many places to give. There are so many opportunities to be generous. But we had to ask ourselves, I wanted to be in tune with what God was calling me to do. I wanted, I wanted to, I had to know that what is God calling Faith Code Church? It's not that other areas aren't right for us to be generous. I, I just believe that God will send people into your lives, divine connections, divine missions in order for us to make a significant impact. I don't just want to make a small impact with my generosity and with the generosity of Faith Code Church. I want to make a significant impact. Amen? For example, Salvation Army. When you walk by and you walk into the stores, that's a no-brainer. You don't have to think, you know, you, give, you might put a dollar in there, you might put some change in there or whatever, but you don't really think about, you know, I wonder what the, what the CEO of 
Salvation Army is doing. You know what I'm saying? You don't think about, you know what, we need to really audit their books or whatever. Well, you don't really think about that because you're not giving that much. You're just, you're just kind of, you know, you're walking in and you're, you guys carrying some, some extra pocket change with you? You need to do that. You need to carry some do- extra dollars right now. You don't want to like, you know, totally ignore, okay, okay, it's, it's, it, it, it's the Salvation Army guy. You know, you know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't want to be that guy. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a, it's, it's small giving, but that's not what we're talking about. Over the last week and throughout December, we are giving to make a significant difference in the lives of people and the li- within our community and also in other parts of the world. And knowing that what God does when we partner with him, remember, when we give towards God, he blesses it, he multiplies it, and he gives it back, not only to us, but to other people. I want to partner with God in my giving so God can enrich my life in order that I can always be generous. And that's what happens when we give according to God's plan. Are you with me? That doesn't mean that we don't give to other organizations. That doesn't mean that we don't give randomly. But I, my significant giving is, is going to be partnered with God because according to the scripture, and I'll read this later, according to the scripture, God enriches my life and blesses me so I can be generous. All right? So that's, that's what I'm talking about. There is, there is a strategy, strategy and a plan according to what God has for our lives and our ministry. So with all that being said, I thought it was important to ask the question, how do I know if God is speaking to me about giving and generosity? Since there are so many places to give, and since, you know, if we're not careful, we'll feel guilty about not giving to some things or giving to this or not giving to that. So how do I know if God is speaking to me about giving and generosity. Number one, it, it has to be a matter. This, this is experience as a pastor and what Faith Co. Church has done for the last 20 years. Number one, it is, it a, is it a matter of kingdom building? Or is it just, is it mission-driven or is it man-driven? Because there, there are thing, things that we can give to, there are things that we can support in the community, but, but if God is leading me, okay, God wants us to be generous, God wants us uh, to be friendly and, and help out, out the community or whatever, but I'm talking about giving towards the kingdom so God can bless it, multiply it, enrich my life so I can always be generous and I can be counted on for generosity. Listen, God's starting place for giving is to the local church. That's the starting place. You can see it all over the Bible, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament. Why is that? Because it was always God's plan that he would use the church, which is God's people, not the building, the church, which is God's people, to be a blessing to the world. That's God's plan. It's God's plan that that we take care of people financially in the community. It's God's plan that, that we help people that are less fortunate. But it flows through the church. Is it kingdom building? Or is it man's building? The church is not a charity. A lot of people give to the church and, and think, well, that's, that's a charity. But a church is not a charity. A, char- a church is a mission. First and foremost, what is our mission? First and foremost, we are here to save souls and to make an eternal difference. The number one thing that we do is storm the gates of hell and fill the gates of heaven, right? 
That's what we're here for. None of this matters if we're not getting people saved. So God's plan, God, a lot of times we look at, at this world and a lot of people look at this world and, and, and cry equality and social justice and this is what we should be doing and we should be helping the poor. And yes, we should be doing all those things, but the number one thing that we should be doing is saving people's lives eternally, their souls eternally. That's what God has called the church to do. We're about changed lives. We're about putting marriages back together. We are about making disciples and growing up people in maturity. And here's what I found out. If you will invest in people in their spiritual maturity, they learn to be generous. People that don't, people that don't follow God, they're not necessarily generous. Some people are, but most people, they think about themselves. But as they begin to mature in Christ, what happens is the Lord begins to get, get they don't move by guilt. The Lord begins to get a hold of their heart and begins to say, okay, I need to make a difference. Okay, I have been blessed. And what happens is as we make disciples, ministry and mission flows from the house We carry the flag of Christ as God's plan for salvation. And this is why churches must flourish. Because every time somebody drives down Highway 177, about 30,000 people pass pass Faith Go Church every single day. And every time they drive by this church, they see a testimony of the fact that Jesus is Lord. Are you with me? This, this is why God wants to bless the church, because first and, for, first and foremost, we are here to proclaim the goodness of God, to worship God, to announce salvation, and to declare that Jesus is coming back someday. And every time you drive by here and you see Faith Go Church and you see the blessings of God here, you are reminded of the fact that you better get right with the Lord. Are you with me? That a God, here's the deal, a God mission church will change her world. Not every church is mission-minded. Not every church, and I've I've been to many, many churches, not every church is mission-minded, but a God-mission church of winning souls and reaching her world reaches her world, and it's important that we and other churches flourish. Here's the deal. Without the local church, there is no world missions. There might be charities, There might be organizations, but without the local church, the local church, small churches like this, organizations, small everyday churches, we are the people that are sending and people all over the world, evangelizing people, building homes and and building houses and, and, and funding kingdom work and helping people in clean water. We are the majority of doing that. Not saying other things don't, other organizations don't, but we are the bulk of that. The church is the one true beacon of hope to the world today. We are. The church is the one true beacon of hope. Why? Because we point to the one true hope of the world, and that is Jesus. In John 14 and 6, Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What we are most is people who point to Jesus being the way. We, we reach out and minister to people because that's what Jesus did. We do ministry 
in the lives of people because Jesus did. We reach out and we, we declare the goodness of God. We try to get people saved because that's what Jesus did. We try to feed the hungry because that's what Jesus did. We, we try to go into the world because Jesus told us to. We represent Christ to the world. If the local church ever ceases to exist, that fire of hope would go out. However, Jesus said in Matthew 16 and 18, he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. No matter how fierce, no matter what kind of war wages against the church, we will, we will continue to not only survive but to thrive because this is his thing, not ours. Amen? So the first test of whether or not God is leading me to give is I have to ask myself, is it building God's kingdom or is it building some organization? Amen? Number two, when it comes to is God leading me, I have to ask myself about is it a matter of proximity? In other words, is it close to me? Philippians 2 and 4 says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to think about somebody besides yourself. Just to to wake you up a little bit. I know you're you're not just thinking about yourself. Think about other people. You don't know. I think it's interesting that the Apostle Paul had to, had to tell people, hey, you need to not just think about your own interests, but think of the interests of others. You know, I, I, there's a lot that we can't do about things that happen in the world. There's a lot I can't do with what happens in most of the world. But the Bible talks about, and we, we can see how it, how it hints or it implies that the responsibility, or there is a responsibility to what happens in our world, right? In your circle of influence. I can't do anything about what happens in most part of the world, but I can do something about what happens in my little corner of the world, right? Uh, What would you like to see happen in the entire world? Have you ever thought about that? There's, There's things that I would like to see happen in the entire world. Well, what you would like to see happen in the entire world, start with making that happen on your street, right? Start with, start with making that happen in your neighborhood. Well, we want world peace. Well, how about making peace with your neighbor, right? What about, what about we need to do something about world poverty? Well, let's start with helping out with the poverty issues in our community. Well, what about world hunger? Well, let's see what we can do locally. Let's see what we can do to help out. What about homelessness? Well, what about homelessness here in Shawnee? Whatever that you want to do, in the entire world, whatever we want to do in the entire world, what can we do right here? Because going to the entire world begins with right where we are. Yeah, amen. Going into the entire world, making a difference everywhere, begins with where we are right now. What would you like to see the entire world, what would you like to see happen in the entire world do for one person, right? Reach one So how do I know if God is leading me to be generous? Is it close in proximity to my life? That's that's a very good question that we need to ask ourselves. Number three, how do I know if God's leading me to be generous in a situation? is Is it a matter of means? In other words, do I have it? Because you can't do the scene if you ain't got the green, right? A lot of times we feel pressure. That's never God's plan for us to feel pressure. Can I be generous? In 2 Corinthians 8 and 12, it says, 
Whatever you give is acceptable. And it doesn't matter what the amount is, remember? It's not about equal amount. It's about equal sacrifice. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give eagerly. So it has to do with our attitude. It doesn't matter if you give a dollar or a dime or a hundred. That doesn't matter. What, what matters is the attitude behind it and, and how you give. He says this, and give according to what? What? Give according to Let's try that again. Give according to, there you go. Is that, is that is it saying up there? I just confused everybody, didn't I? Okay, so give according, give according to what you have and not what you don't have, right? Don't give, don't get, listen, you should never feel pressure to be generous because the Lord will never ask you to give what you don't have. That's why he says give cheerfully, give, lib, give eagerly because it will always be a portion of what you have. He says, of course, uh, well, I'm not going to read that verse. The Bible always asked, God always asked to give a portion of what people had. God never, that I can read, God never just made resources appear. He always asked for somebody to give something. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when we talked about the little boy that gave his lunch. That God always asks, hey, what do you have in your hand? What do you have in your house? Is there anybody that has anything here that I can bless? Well, why does he do that? Well, because he wants to take whatever we have, even if it's a small portion, he wants to bless it, multiply it, give it back into our lives, and then also bless other people with it. But what happens is he blesses the giver. He doesn't just bless the person that is given. He blesses the giver multiple, uh, exponentially, actually. So that's why he does it. But there's another thing, another reason why he doesn't ask us to give what we don't have is because we shouldn't feel pressure. If I were asking you for $10, if if you had $2 in your pocket and I said, hey, I need need 10 bucks, you'd say, I don't have 10 bucks. Well, come on, man, you got 10 bucks. No, no, I don't only have, only have $2. Listen, go, find, go borrow some money and give me 10 bucks. You'd feel pressure. That's, that's not the, the idea of generosity, and that's not what God will ever do. If I asked you for two bucks and you had two bucks, that's doable, but you'd still feel a little bit of pressure. But if you had $100 or you had $1,000 in your wallet, and I said, man, do you have, can I borrow $10? I'll bring it back exponentially. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back. I want to do some things with it. It would feel like it would feel you would be eager to do that. You would want to do that. That is the essence of how God uses us in generosity. The most fun that you will ever have is giving when you have the means. Being a blessing to somebody, and it's and, and it's a lot of fun. When you plan to do it and you have the means to do it, that's the most fun that you'll ever have. Let me give you an example. How many of you raised kids during Christmas time and you bought them presents and you put them under the tree and the joy of your life was just what to, you know, oh, you know, Santa came or whatever. I don't know if any kids are in here. (laughs) I was like, Santa, you better give me some credit up in here. But anyway, but uh, the most fun, one of the funnest things that you'll ever have is the kids run down and and rip open the gifts. You don't think, man, this is going to set me back. The whole time, you don't know you enjoy that. You enjoy that. You plan for that. And you want it to be a blessing to them. The most fun that you'll ever have is giving when you have the means. Here's the deal. Money in the hands of, a gener- of generous people can change the world. 
Money in the hands of generous people is the means to changing the world. About 20 years ago, 20, this would have been 22 years ago as we were starting our church, we were in a rundown building in downtown Shawnee, and I think the rent on that building was like 350 a month, and we were getting ripped off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was rough. It was very rough. And when we started the church, we, were, we had been there for almost a year. Man, I was preaching about where God has taken this church and what was, man, I was preaching like we were, man, like, like God was just going to turn the world upside down. And I, and I, I believe it, and, and I believe that God is still doing some things and whatever we're doing, and we're doing far beyond what I thought we would do back then. And I believe that God has got a future with what he's going to do in this, this ministry. But man, we were, it, it was hard to see when you're in a building downtown and you have like a dozen people and you're talking about, we were a Bible study. We were talking about the hopes that we might be at church someday. And, and after about a year, uh, we, we had saved all of our money, all the contributions. You know, we paid the rent, paid the electric bill, and saved everything else. And after a year, man, we were so proud because we had $26,000. $26,000. That was such a huge thing. 21 years ago, in a small church, just, just people just pulling their finances together. And... Uh, but in order for us to buy property, in order for us to have a structure, it was going to, you know, you know, it was going to take a minimum of, 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 you know, I don't have to get on, on the number, but we were so far away from it, so far. And we were looking at, we were looking at this, this staying in this facility for years that didn't have, you know, a good air conditioner, had a big glass opening. We'd be, we'd be in there and we'd be talking, doing Bible studies and people would knock on the window, what's going on in there, you know, stuff that had, had one bathroom for everybody. You know, and some, you know, it was close in proximity to the, where we were, and every now and then somebody blow it up, and you know, we'd, we'd be in the auditorium, and it's like, can somebody spray something? You know, I just, you know, all this, just, you know, I just, you just, don't, don't, ever, don't ever despise small beginnings, right? And I was at a New Year's Eve party, and we had a, a family that was just a part of it that we loved tremendously, and, and uh, he sat down with me and he said, we, we sold our business and we're going to move to Texas. And it was really sad because they were very, very close to us. And he said, tell me about what you think you're going to do with the church. And I just told him the vision that we've always had. And, and this is what we're going to do. And he said, okay. And, uh, you know, next couple of days he came up to me and he said, listen. And he handed me this, he handed me this check and he said, hey, just, you know, God told me to give this to you. And I looked at it and and uh, I do what I always do when somebody hands me a check. Uh, you know, first of all, I look at the amount because that would determine the prayer. I'm gonna... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. And, and you know, you know $10,000, huge, huge. And nobody had ever handed me a $10,000 check before ministry. So I, I took his hand and I, and I prayed for him. And, and uh, bless, you know, God, take him wherever they are. And uh, he said, Look at that check again. And I looked at it again. It was actually $100,000. And then I began to speak in tongues. No. <laughs> and he goes, he said, Travis, this is, this is for you. He said, I want you to take this. He said, pay yourself a salary and, and quit your job. You need to build this church. And I thought, man. And I began to pray about that. But the first thing that we did within, within 
30 days, we found this property that you are. And then we put the other 50. This costs $50,000. Can you imagine getting seven acres for $50,000? And then the other 50,000 we put down on the building over there. And here's what I want to tell you. And we've, since then, God has done greater things than that. But that one gift catapulted us five years ahead and made us. And, and I, I believe that God would have done it some other way, but it would have taken us five more years to raise that. That made the, the biggest difference in our, it, it caused a huge momentum within, when, you know, it's, we had just like a dozen people in this rundown place. Within a year, we had built this facility over here, and within a year, we had run in about 150 people. It was just a major, major thing. Here's what I want to tell you, and this is, this is my prayer for you. My prayer for you is that God blesses you in your life to change everything about a situation. I want to tell you that in that gift of generosity, it changed everything about my situation. You hear me? It changed everything about not just my situation, but the situation of Faith Co. Church. It changed everything about us. We would not have been able to do something like that. Now you say, well, Travis, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't make that kind of cash. I don't do that. I don't make that kind of coin. I get that. I went, but you know what? You don't have to because there are opportunities through the church that you can change everything about somebody's situation. And we've talked about that. We're, you, can you believe that for $240 a year, you can support an orphan's life, food, clothing? You can, help. can you believe that you can completely change somebody's situation? You can completely change somebody's situation for $85 for a bicycle. can't give you the names, but this is Sally. She's in the first grade. She's seven. She's four foot, she's four foot four and a half. She's adopted when she was two years old. And um, I, I, I can't really read this, but she, she had, it's her and her little brother, and she had a little bicycle, and it got stolen. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I told you I can't do this. It, it got stolen. And uh, she, they can't afford one because they have to take her to professional counseling for what's going on. And who wrote this letter was who has her, and that's her great, she lives with her great grandma, her and her little brother. You know what I'm saying? A bicycle would sh- totally change her situation. Are you with me? How many of you know she's going to get a bicycle? If we find out about it, Yeah. This is Jackson. He struggles with anxiety, and uh, he, he, he has a lot of trouble making friends at school. Uh, he has been in foster care for years, and finally, he moved in with his stepmom. He still uh, struggles with acceptance, and, uh, he has, and he has a really tough time. He works really hard at school, but he doesn't make good grades, uh, but he really loves animals. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A bike would completely change his situation. Now, you know, a lot of times in our, you know, what's a bicycle? Well, a, bi- a kid that doesn't have a bicycle is huge. Check this one out. I had to read this a bunch of times. But this is Daisy, and she has uh, sisters, and she loves to play outside. But when her friends come over on her bicycles, she gets really, really sad because she doesn't have one. And uh, bikes, are too ex- bikes are really expensive. Amen. They've gone up. We- Okay, that's beside the point. Um, but 
bikes are really, really expensive, and we can't, they, we, they have three kids. We can't even afford one. But how many of you know we can help them get a bike? Well, here's what I'm saying. It's not about the amount. It's about the sacrifice. You don't, you don't need to be a millionaire in order to change somebody's complete situation in your life, in their lives. You, you, just, you just have to be generous. Amen? If you have the means, stop focusing on what you can't do and let God bless and multiply what you have the means to do. Amen? And finally, how do I know if God is calling me to be generous? Is it a, is it a matter of opportunity? Is the opportunity there? Now, all these work together. You have to have the means. You have to have the opportunity is it close in proximity? Is it, is it kingdom building? But also, is there an opportunity to make a difference? In Isaiah 32 and 8, it says, but generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. They plan to do generous. A lot of times, we think it's random. Actually, the best generosity is planned generosity. They plan to be generous, another way to say this, and when it comes to time, they follow through. You know, the reason that many of us have, were able to give in the Love's Gives offering. The, you know, the reason that some, some people, they plan to buy 10 bicycles or they plan to do some things in Hope House or whatever, however people have given through Love's Give, it's because they plan. They didn't, people don't show up, people who give significantly don't show up on Sunday and say, oh, was that today? No, they make a note of it. They plan to be generous. That's the best generosity. And that's, that's why Love Gives is a season. It used to be one Sunday, but we decided to make it a season of an eight-week thing that we are always bringing it up because we don't do this all year long. We want to remind people to take this opportunity. Generosity can be random. However, the best generosity is planned generosity. If you believe that, say amen. In 2 Corinthians 9 and 7, it says, you must each decide. I don't think that's the right verse. This is on me. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7 says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the verse. I changed it out last minute, sorry. It says, you must each decide in your hearts how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. That sounds like planning, doesn't it? Decide in your heart. Generosity is a planned decision in response to a God-given opportunity. Let me say that again. Generosity is a planned decision in response to a God-given opportunity. How do we plan? We pray about it. God, what are you leading me to do? God, speak to me about how I can give. Lord, challenge me in my faith. We pray about it. We think about it. We put it out there. We, we challenge any doubt and any disbelief, and we believe in faith the words that I just read, that God is going to use me and generosity. Here's what I want to tell you. It's not random. It's not spur of the moment. People who, people who are generous, generous plan to be generous. And I want to challenge you to let God use you through planned generosity today. If you believe that and you agree with it, say amen. How do we know if God's leading me? Is it kingdom building? Is it close in proximity? Do I have the means? And do I have the opportunity if you can say yes to those, I believe God may be speaking to you about that. What does he do when we give? He takes it, he blesses it, and he gives it. 
Amen? So, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for speaking to us today. Thank you, Lord, for ministering in our lives today. And we pray, Lord, that you will challenge us in any area of our lives, Lord, where we need to be challenged, especially in the area of generosity. Speak to people today. And I know, Lord, that you want to move in all of our lives when it comes to generosity. While your heads are bowed, if you're watching us online, I want to pray a prayer on your life, if that's okay. And I want to invite you to open up your heart and let God use you in the area of generosity. And I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what it looks like and what you have the tools or what you have the talent or the resources to do. But I just want to pray that God will open up our hearts to receive whatever word that he wants to speak in our lives about generosity. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. I don't care what your bank account looks like. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about a matter of the heart. So if you're sitting with your family, somebody close to you love, take that person by the hand. There's power in us praying with and for each other. And just pray with me if you will. Lord, I I pray for every single person that's here. And I pray, Lord, that as you speak to us about generosity, what, what we can do, I pray, Lord, that we will be open. Whatever that looks like. How can we be generous with our time and how we can serve? How can we be generous with our resources, with our finance? What does that look like, God, as individuals? Not for show, Not for for anything that would be a wrong motive, but Lord, just so you can do a work in our lives and through our lives. Help us to be open to what you would want to say to us. As your people called by you to be a missional church and make a difference in this world. In the name of Jesus, if you receive that, say amen. If you'll continue to bow your heads, I want to pray one more prayer as we always do. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, if you're watching us online, maybe the Lord is dealing with you right now about your relationship with him. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you asked him to be Lord and Savior of your life? Have you invited him into your life? Do you live for him? Do you serve him? If you're here today, I want to ask you that question is, is what is your walk with God? What does it look like? Maybe you're here and you say, Travis, I I lived for God at one point in my life, but I have walked away from him. The good thing is, is he doesn't walk away from you. Maybe you'd like to rededicate your life. That's okay. You can do that. Or maybe it's a first time commitment, whatever that looks like. I'm going to pray a prayer here in just a second. If you're watching this online, repeat this prayer after me. If you're here in the congregation, just repeat repeat this prayer after me. I'm not going to ask you to stand. I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. I would like to know if I'm praying for anybody. Just just for my sake, if you can say, Travis, I don't know Jesus, and I want to give my life to Christ, just put your hand up and put it down so I know I'm praying for somebody. Can anybody say that? See your hand back here on the right. Anybody else? See your hand right there. Anybody else? All right, we're going to pray. I don't know if I saw everybody, but Jesus saw your hand. 
and he knows your heart. So repeat this prayer after me. If you're watching this online, pray with us right now and give your life to Christ. Let's all pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm before you today and I give you my life. Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. Take my life and use it for your cause. Forgive me for all of my sins. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, let's worship God today. You guys stand. Check, check. Amen. What an awesome message. Um, even us here at Faith Coast Safford just continually being challenged to give during this season for Bikes for Kids and helping those in Africa. And so I just encourage you to really take this to heart today. And if you aren't able to financially give, we have our Bikes for Kids event that is coming up on December 18th, Saturday, December 18th. And we would love to have you and your family's help. Next, guys, I want you to know that if you gave your life to Christ today, that is the best decision that you could ever make. And we are just celebrating with you today. If we can just take a moment to celebrate all of those that gave their life to Christ today. We're so excited and happy for you. If you'll do me a favor and text SAVE to the number on the screen directly behind me, we just want to get you connected with the Dream Team leader and talk up with you about your next steps. Next, guys, we have Marriage Night happening tonight, which is a connect group for married and engaged couples at 6 p.m. If you guys have any questions about how to join that group or any other connect group that we have here at Faith Coast, at Faith Coast Church, you can meet me at Faith Co. Info, and I'll be happy to share that with you. Also, guys, every Wednesday, Faith Coast Students meets at 6.23 p.m. And this Wednesday, our prayer group that meets on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month are going to be meeting as well. That's all I have for you guys. So let me play, pray a quick blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. All right, guys, have a great week. I'll see you next week.